she was not a legend, emotional, or sexual. We gone. She was alleging physical and sexual abuse. Ms. Hurd cannot run away from her own allegations now. You have all heard the evidence of what she alleged against we her up, y'all. And you have all heard we gone. her incredibly dramatic, over-the-top story of physical and sexual abuse. That story is a defamatory lie. These are our final moments. Ms. Hurd tried to argue that you only need to find that Mr. Depp might have touched Ms. Hurd once in order to find her favor. We back a little late, but we back. But common sense should tell you that you can't get the likes up. That's what's up. Camille closing it up. We all did. She gave the performance. Camille finishing it up. Telling you story after story of abuse. And not just any abuse, but extravagant. Camille finishing it up. Of abuse that would be truly brutal. Horrific. If true. You either believe all of it, or you believe none of it. Either she's telling the truth, including in her most extreme allegations, or she's lying. Either she was raped by a bottle, or she's the sort of person who would get on the stand in this courtroom and lie to you and the world about being raped. And if she would lie about that, what wouldn't she lie about? You can't find that Mr. Depp hit her once. Either he hit her countless times, or you can't believe a single word that comes out of her mouth. And what is the actual meaning of Ms. Hurd's op-ed? That's an important question. It's not that Mr. Depp said a nasty word to her once. It's not that Mr. Depp might have hit her once. It's that she is a representative of domestic abuse, and by extension, Mr. Depp is a representative of abuse perpetrators. Words matter. Ms. Hurd has shown you a lot of text messages from Mr. Depp with some very vivid language. As I told you at the start of this trial, Mr. Depp has a unique style of writing. He uses words I don't use. And you probably don't use either. You write good as fuck. You also heard Shout out Johnny Depp that writing skills. That way, in part because he modeled his writing on literary giants like Hunter S. Thompson. And he's got a dark sense of humor. It's not everyone's cup of tea. But it's who he is. And Mr. Depp owns text messages. He acknowledges that he said those things. And he said things that he shouldn't have. But using bad language and colorful humor does not mean that you are a violent abuser. Facts. And ironically, as much as Ms. Hurd is trying to use Mr. Depp's words against him, it is Ms. Hurd who repeatedly admitted to violence in her own words. You've heard the tapes. You've heard her admit to violence. Ms. Hurd can try to distract you with text messages showing that Mr. Depp uses bad language and has a dark sense of humor. But none of that, I submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, none of that is evidence of abuse. Hitting your husband is evidence of abuse. Mr. Ronborn talked about the burden of proof. Let's talk about that for a minute. Mr. Depp only has to show that it is more likely than not, more likely than not, that the statements in the op-ed are false. 
that it is more likely than not that they have a defamatory implication, that it is more likely than not that Ms. Hurd designed and intended the statements to refer to Mr. Depp. And the evidence on, this, on these points is clear. Ms. Hurd made these allegations six years ago today, May 27, 2016. She went out of her way to make them public, tipping off TMZ. When she published the article, I remember when I was hearing all about all this shit. Hollywood and the world of her abuse claims. And those claims are a lie. Consider what the true purpose of the article. D.C. Bowling in the building. To promote legislative reforms. But what was it actually? The evidence shows it was to promote Ms. Hurd. It was time to be released at the same time as Aquaman on December 21st, 2018. And it was time to coincide with her announcement of her ambassadorship at the ACLU for women's rights. That's not a coincidence. It was designed that way. That was not a statement about legislative reforms. This was about burnishing Ms. Hurd's reputation at the expense of Mr. Depp's. It was about Ms. Hurd continuing to portray herself as a heroic survivor of abuse. And on the question of actual malice, that just means whether or not Ms. Hurd knew the allegations were false. Ms. Hurd knows perfectly well that she wasn't abused. She has direct knowledge of that. She was in that relationship. So actual malice is easily established. Get the lights up. That no one showed up for Ms. Hurd in this courtroom other than her sister. <laughs> Every other witness who traveled to Virginia for her was a paid expert. This is a woman who burns bridges. Her close friends don't show up for her. Mr. Rottenborn tried to discredit Mr. Depp's witnesses by suggesting they're all on Mr. Depp's payroll. So he doubled down on the hoax theory that everyone's just lying. First of all, it's not even true Keegan Wyatt isn't, is on his payroll. Ben King isn't on his payroll. Melissa Sign, Officer Melissa Sines isn't on his payroll. Morgan Tremaine isn't on his payroll. Officer Tyler Haddon, he's not on his payroll. Camille Beverly is killing Knight, these motherfuckers. Alejandro Romero, Brandon Patterson, Morgan Knight, None of those people are on his payroll. People with Kate good Moss. faith. Kate Moss is most definitely not on Mr. Depp's payroll. Ms. Hurd wants you to believe that all these people are lying. Pick your bitches better next time, Johnny. Don't put us through this shit. We, we fuck with you. you heard Don't fuck with these weak bitches. But that's quite telling. What did Ms. Hurd capture of this supposed rampage? Mr. Depp moaning in distress. That's what she chose to record. What sort of person records something like that? What sort of person takes pictures of their husband or boyfriend or fiance who's struggling with sobriety, nodding off with ice cream dripping down his leg, his hand in his pocket, or asleep on the ground? What sort of person does that. Definitely not someone that's afraid of him. And Ms. Hurd's attorney told a story of May 21 that was completely, <laughs> utterly inconsistent <laughs> with the testimonies of officers Sir Sines and Haddon, who testified clearly that they saw no signs.
signs of injury, no sign of property damage. And she told a story about how Officer Sadanaga's, right? Sadanaga's testimony was also wrong. She testified that the report was only required in case of a crime. Ms. Herb's attorneys tried to tell you that Mr. Depp apologized on May 22nd because he had- Get the likes up. Mr. Depp didn't apologize to Ms. Herb on May 22nd for hitting her. He apologized because he was leaving Ms. Herb. And this was a woman that in spite of all her violence and all her rage, Mr. Depp, he loved her. He had been with her for years. Of course he apologized when he finally broke it off. Ms. Bredehoff also tried to tell you that Ms. Herb did everything in her power to keep the authorities away and to not get Mr. Depp in trouble on May 21st, 2016. Take a minute and think back to what Ms. Herb did six days later, six years ago today. She walked into court with a visible mark on her face, not wearing makeup that day. She tipped off TMZ, she made it public, and she showed up on the cover of People magazine with a mark on her face. Was that protecting Mr. Depp? Or was she trying to destroy him? Mr. Rottenborn asked you to consider why you're here. So why are you here? You're here because of a lie. And that was a lie that Ms. Heard repeated in the op-ed. At the start of this trial, we told you that this trial is about the evidence. The evidence overwhelmingly shows that Ms. Heard is an abuser and that she is a liar. She lied about Mr. Depp and took on the role of a abuser, liar, as a public representing domestic abuse. What is her best evidence of that abuse? A video of Mr. Depp banging cabinets around and text messages of Mr. Depp using bad words and dark, ugly humor, but never once admitting to abuse. Pictures of Mr. Depp sleeping. That's her best evidence. Ms. Heard herself, Ms. Heard held herself out to the world as a representative of abuse survivors everywhere. The face of the Me Too movement. This is not a Me Too situation. There are no Me Too's. Just not me's. Ms. Heard does not deserve to be known as a representative of survivors of abuse. And Mr. Depp does not deserve to be known as a representative of perpetrators. Joe Blast in the building. Joe Blast. It's not about money. You know, these are the final moments. Six years ago when she took it away. While you deliberate, ask yourselves why Mr. Depp would put himself through this. Expose every embarrassing detail of his life on national television. If he was guilty of anything, anything that Ms. Heard accuses him of. We ask you, we implore you to render a verdict for Mr. Depp. We ask you to set the record straight that he is not the abuser she described and that she is not the heroic survivor she portrayed. And we ask you to tell Ms. Heard that what she did was wrong. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. There she go. Rebuttal closing.
ladies and gentlemen, it's interesting that in both their opening and their rebuttal closing, that you heard Mr. Depp's attorneys address none of Ms. Heard's witnesses, none of Ms. Heard's witnesses. They listed their own, who didn't see, who were who on his payroll, weren't there behind closed doors with him, but they didn't address any of the witnesses. For example, Josh Drew, Rocky Pennington, Liz Mars. Get the likes up. May 21st, Melanie Iglesias, who covered Ms. Heard's bruises. They say that no one showed up for her. No one showed up for her, but then they say that these people aren't friends anymore. If they're not friends anymore, then why would they be doing what they would suggest are lying for her? Why would they be corroborating everything that she says? If th it's this simple. If you believe that Depp was abusive to Amber one time ever, in any of the various forms of abuse, not only physical, verbal, emotional, psychological, sexual, any of the ways of abuse, then your job is very easy. And you can not only deny Mr. Depp's claim, but you can find for Amber on her counterclaim. And it's interesting that Ms. Vasquez just changed their theory after six weeks. She said, oh, well, domestic abuse just means physical abuse. It's not what Mr. Depp said. It's not what Dr. Curry said. It's not what Dr. Hughes said. It's not what you know to be true. You know that the evidence that you've seen constitutes all sorts of abuse. And there's a reason that they're running as fast as they can from those sort of sorts of abuse because they know that he did it. Now the suggestion that Amber <laughs> Johnny <laughs> Johnny is like, look at this motherfucker. Mr. Depp can say whatever he wants. Oh, he can't shit. say change the evidence that you've seen at the trial. The evidence shows that Miss Heard did not commit abuse hoaxes. Not about sexual violence, not about May 21st, 2016, and certainly not about Mr. Depp and Mr. Waldman's catch-all, all-purpose statement that Miss Heard's abuse hoax which suggests that every one of her allegations are false, but that's coming to an end. The evidence shows she did not commit any of those hoaxes. The evidence shows that she was abused exactly how not only she, but her witnesses supporting her claims say that she was, and their witnesses even, who claim that Mr. Depp abused her. Ms. Vasquez talked about actual malice. She says, because Mr. Waldman was acting as Mr. Depp's agent, you have to look at Mr. Waldman. They're standing in the shoes of one another. And as Mr. Depp's agent, Mr. Depp's malice is Mr. Waldman's malice. Mr. Depp's malice is Mr. Waldman's malice. He acted with actual malice when he made these statements. Now, after years and years of Mr. Depp controlling the roles that Ms. Heard took, Ms. Heard had the biggest hit of her career, three months before she was sued. She had withstood Mr. Depp's attempt to have her fired from Aquaman and his own jealousy as his career went down the drain before that. <laughs> as his career went down the drain. Once he started his campaign, Captain Jack Sparrow career went down the drain. They gotta, they gotta zoom in right there. You gotta you got to zoom in, yeah. yeah. That's how you. That's how you direct this. <laughs> oh shit! Amber and her agent. I would have did the same thing. Like talk about the impact to Amber's career. She can't get hired because of the negative treatment she gets. Studios like her, co-stars like her. She tests well, but she can't get opportunities because of the negativity 
associated with Mr. Depp and Mr. Walden. You heard Amber Heard on the stand yesterday telling you exactly what she has experienced as a result of Mr. Depp's promise to bring her global humiliation. That promise, to, to paraphrase Catherine Arnold, Ms. Heard's damages expert, that promise was a spark. And that promise he kept because he had told her again and again, the only way out of this is death. And when she chose to <laughs> like Johnny Depp would kill him, man. Come on, man. Why would he kill his weak bitch, man, who don't call? Why? Why would he kill a weak bitch that does not count? That forest fire has continued to this day. We ask, ladies and gentlemen, that you hold Mr. Depp accountable for his actions. Stand up for victims of domestic abuse everywhere who suffer in <laughs> He going into some rhetoric. Give Amber Heard her life back. Shout out to your rhetoric, man. Thank you so much for your service on this jury. Let's get Grandma in there, man. Members what? of the jury, this is an important case to both the plaintiff and the defendant. Oh, we ain't in getting the Grandma in there? Each of you must agree on that verdict. In other words, your verdict must be unanimous. The first thing you should do when you, you got it, Johnny. Room is to select a presiding juror. Johnny, good. The role of the presiding juror is to see to it that the deliberations are conducted in an orderly and businesslike manner. I can't lie. Only in the jury room when all the members of the Johnny, jury are good. present, and that each juror has the opportunity to fully and fairly express his or her views. It is rarely helpful for jurors, upon first entering the jury room, to take a straw vote or for any juror to make an emphatic expression of his or her opinion in the case, or to announce a determination to stand for a certain verdict. To do so before all jurors have had an opportunity to consult with one another and exchange views and opinions might allow your sense of pride to prevent you from retreating from an announced position, even when shown that such position is unsound. You have a duty to consult with one another and to deliberate with the objective of reaching an agreement, if it can be done without offending your individual judgment. Each of you must decide this case for yourself, but only after an impartial consideration of the evidence with your fellow jurors. In the course of deliberation, a juror should not hesitate to re-examine his or her views and change his or her opinion if convinced it is an error. However, none of you should surrender your honest conviction as to the weight or effect of the evidence solely because of the opinion of your fellow jurors or for the mere purpose of returning a verdict. In the jury room, you will have the exhibits that were entered into evidence you also have the instructions of law that I just read to you, uh, and you will have the Johnny Depp. Uh, you'll also have a laptop, and that laptop will have just two files on it, and Deputy Lusa will set it up for you in the jury room. One is the plaintiff's files for audio and video files, and one is the defendant's files for audio and video files, and you'll be able to uh, hear and watch those uh, as well, the ones that were submitted into evidence. During your deliberations until you are discharged from jury service, you must not communicate with or provide any information to anyone who is not a member of this jury by any means about this case. You may not use any electronic device or media to conduct any independent research about this case, the legal or factual issues in the case, and the individuals or attorneys involved in the case. You are not permitted to consult dictionaries or reference materials, search the internet, visit websites or blogs, or use any other tools to obtain information about this case or to help you decide the case. 
Do not try to find out information from any source outside of the testimony and the exhibits received as evidence during the trial. You will also have, I, I know the attorneys discussed briefly about the, the likes up. You have two sets of verdict forms, one for the one hey, for wildfire in the building. Heard's case, okay? Now, when you have these uh, verdict forms, the first three pages of both verdict forms have each of the statements separately. Okay, so when you're going through it, you're going to, to, to look at each statement separately and answer the questions that are on the page, okay? Now, if you come to, if you decide yes for every question per, for a statement, then that's when you go to the last page of the uh, verdict form, which is for damages. So, for example, if you find yes for all of statement one, uh, then you, would, you could go to four and five for damages. If you find yes for all of statement one and statement two, you can you still go to four and five for damages. If you say yes for statement one, statement two, and statement three, you obviously go to four and five for damages. If you answer no on any of the pages for any of the statements, you don't go to four and five, okay? So that will be for all of them. And then when, you're, when you do come to a verdict, make sure the four person signs it and, and dates it, and then just let the deputy know about that, okay? All right, now for the tough part. Um, you may remember at the beginning of this case, um, I told you we would randomly select four people to be the alternates, okay? Uh, we still have two alternates left, uh, and the numbers were placed in the envelope in the very beginning of the case. So let me just say before I release the alternates that I know that this trial has been a huge sacrifice for all of you, and I have taken, uh, and you've taken, taken away from your life uh, for weeks on end here. And I know I speak for all of us associated with the case, and I want to thank you for your Seven service. gentlemen in here. I know how hard it is to come this far and then not get a chance to deliberate, but that does not uh, lessen the respect and admiration that we have uh, for you. As an alternate, you will not deliberate, but you are still under order of this court not to do any outside research in this case or to talk to anyone about this case at this time, and you're still under your oath as a juror. That is because if something happens to a juror during deliberations, I will call you back for service and you will join the deliberations and they'll start again and you'll be part of the jury. So you are under these restrictions and, you, and your oath until a verdict is reached. We will contact you once this has occurred and then you'll be free from your obligations, okay? But again, thank you for your service, all right? So in this matter, the alternate jurors are juror number three and 14, all right? Uh, so uh, at this time, uh, uh, those jurors are excused and also the remaining jurors can retire now to the jury room to begin their deliberations, okay? So thank you all. Okay. There it is. There it is. We be back. Uh, what day? Tuesday. I think it's the verdict. We do the verdict. Shout out Johnny Depp. Camille the deal changed her life to in his trial. Before and after defining moments for a bitch. Shout out to that bitch. If I was Johnny Depp, I'd be like, bitch, I love you regardless of whatever happened. Bitch, you did that. Salute. You know what I mean? Shout out to that. So it, it'll always be at the top of the hour. So, for example, if I get the verdict at 1020 in the morning, the, it wouldn't be read until noon. So... It's always going to be the top of the hour, at least 60 minutes later, if that makes sense. That gives you time. I would ask that at least one attorney is close enough within a 10-minute range for any questions. I would appreciate that. Okay. Um, and I know some of the attorneys are going to be leaving, so I just wanted to thank all of you for your professionalism and your hard work during this case. It's much easier being a judge when you have excellent trial uh, attorneys in front of you. Uh, it does make it easier. 
And I also want to take the, thank the attorneys and litigants for the kindness and the great demeanor you've shown to my staff and to the courthouse staff and to the, the deputies in the sheriff's department. I really appreciate it. It means, it means a great deal uh, to me, okay? And I also appreciate Judy because she's a rock star. Okay, so, yes, yes, thank you. Oh. Well, that's a first, okay. Judge Penny never experienced motherfuckers clapping when she finished talking. She ain't never experienced that. Only when Johnny Depp is in the room. She can't, she want to congratulate Johnny Depp, but she can't do that. She want to congratulate Johnny Depp for, for doing, she want to congratulate Johnny Depp, but she can't do that shit, though. She want to be like, you know what? I want to congratulate Johnny Depp. Pursuing this bitch and providing this bomb ass entertainment. This has been the number one trial of my motherfucking life as a judge. I ain't never did no shit like this. It been boring than a motherfucker being a judge and shit and just really getting to do some shit like this has been lit. Uh, it's lit. It's lit. Judge Penny, like, man, I ain't never had no clapping. Motherfuckers clapping when I finished. I ain't never had that happen. Only when Johnny Depp is in a building. Johnny Depp is in a building. All right, y'all. We just wanted to tap in, man. I'm, I think I'm going to come back tonight and do a show, though, for show. Doing a show tonight for show. Uh... Yeah, I appreciate y'all motherfuckers, man. Um, try live, trial coverage, nigga. Yeah, man. <laughs> Can we get a standing ovation for Johnny Depp? Man. Shout out Johnny Depp, man. I appreciated that. No, Disney gotta Disney gotta get Disney gotta get him in the um I appreciate that, bro. Disney gotta Disney gotta get that contract, start getting that contract ready, man. But like I said, we gonna see if Johnny really taxed a bit if he win, which I think he gonna win. We gonna well we're going to see if he really taxed the bitch for it. You know what I'm saying? We're going to see if he really taxed her for them M's. Hey, man. Johnny was dripping the whole time, man. They're going to have Johnny looks. They're going to have all Johnny looks at the trial in GQ magazine, man. Watch. I appreciate you acknowledging the trial coverage, man. Nigga trying to do different shit, man. I appreciate it, man. And I and I felt that that related to the game. The sucker shit that Johnny did, even though I'm a fan, you know, we we wanted Johnny to pull through this. But just to, just to highlight whole treachery and the evil ass shit a bitch could do. It was a beautiful thing, man. But all right, y'all, I think I'm going to be back tonight doing a show, man. Tonight, though. And, um, yeah.
we gonna get up out of here, man, cause a nigga gotta get some get some orders and shit out. You know what I'm saying? Gotta get some shit out. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out. The Top Mac Nigga Show is a Ball Smack Industries production.